Father, we thank you for the prayers that have been prayed, the songs that have been sung. We thank you for an opportunity to worship you through giving. And now as we get ready to go into your word, we ask that it will resonate in our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. Your word will become great root, will gain great root in our hearts, and that it will grow up like a mighty oak next to the water, and that we will serve you wholeheartedly and completely. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, so we are into the third episode of our series called Confronting Conflict. Our third episode, which happens to be the final episode for this series. Next series that we're going to go into, um, as I said before, this year is the year we're going to be talking a lot about family. Next year, uh, next year, next series we're going to be talking about is family life. Family life is going to be our next series. So we're going to talk about family. I, you know, I thought it was nice. February, you know, the month of love because of Valentine's, we talk about it. But let's stay where we are today. Confronting Conflict, episode number three. When we realize that we because we accepted Christ, are now new creations, that things have changed within us, we now have the ability, and not only the ability, but we also have the mission to seek reconciliation even in our workplaces. And as kingdom citizens, we build bridges when we would want to build walls. I need to say that one more time just so... It resonates with us as as residents or as citizens of the kingdom of God. We should be building bridges instead of building walls. Now, this whole series, we've been talking about how do we deal with the conflicts that we have in three places. We started off with the home. Then we went to the church. And now we're talking about work or your work places. Now, before we get into the rest of the message, I want to do my definitions because I want to make sure that we're all together. The first definition is confronting. Confronting is setting or standing face to face or in opposition or in the presence of. The next one is conflict. Conflict is a striking or dashing against each other as of two moving bodies in opposition. A violent collision of substances. A fighting, combat, contention, strife, or a contest. The next one is a definition, is a word that some of us like and other ones we don't like, especially on a Sunday going to a Monday, is work. Work is to operate, to carry on business, to be customarily engaged or employed in. And then our final word is resolution. Resolution is a dissolution, a firm decision to do or to not to do something. If you remember our first episode in this series of Confronting Conflict, the sub Top, top, uh, subtitle was Home Peace because we want to have peace in our homes. Now, 
I, you know, a lot of cooks don't like to brag, but I got to brag. I put my whole foot into that one, y'all. Y'all need to go check it out on YouTube. Yeah, I put, oh, man. Okay. I'm, uh, Lady Yolanda told me to stop it. All right. But I, was, I put my whole foot into that one. Anyway, episode number two, we talked about church unity. And then uh, the, today we're going to be talking about work resolution. Resolving things at work. Before we get into the scripture today, though, I, I do want to say something because it's, it's really been on my mind about this whole whole thing. We've divided it into these three areas, but my my whole point, my my whole ulterior motive in this is you got to be the same everywhere. You can't have a work face, a home face, and a church face. You got to have one face. You know, a lot of people, I mean, when I was growing up, when folks would tell you one thing and do another, what they call them? Two-faced it. But a lot of folks today have three, four, five, six, seven faces. You know what I'm saying? They act differently in so many different environments. But if you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, guess what? You should be the same. Just like Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. So our conduct should be the same if our desire is to reflect who Jesus is. Okay? But let's get into this scripture. I, I, listen, I'm not saying nothing unless you're listening to it, all right? 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, starting at the 16th verse. 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, starting at the 16th verse. This is the English Standard Version, and it says this. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, here it is, therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will resonate in our hearts, our minds, and our spirits in Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to talk about work, but... This is kind of going to be a big conclusion because as I was trying to just divide work up and separate it from the other things, it just kept coming to my mind the fact that we should be the same no matter what location. But we have gotten to the point where we spend more time at work than we do at home and church. 
Yeah, nobody want to help me today. That's okay. Because this is what we do. Some of us are working from sunup to sundown. Then we go home and go to sleep. And then we get up and do it all over again. A good friend of, uh, of mine, after the COVID situation ended up, they were working seven days a week full time seven days a week to get caught back up on production. Seven days a week they were working, 12 to 13 hours. Now, y'all know how many days, I mean, how many hours are in a day, correct? Mm -hmm. So if you're working 13 hours a day and you get home and you're doing proper and you're getting at least seven hours of sleep, that means you got four hours to do whatever else you're trying to do. Now, let's just think about it. I mean, we got, we got to be practical about this. So when we look at this, we can see how the majority of who and what we are is at the workplace. The truth of us, the truth of us is at the workplace. Most of us, if we really would break down the hours, would say at the most, we probably spend two hours a week at church. Two hours a week at church, but we make sure that everything that we say and do looks good for the church. Now, home becomes the place of rest and, and relaxation and the place whereby we don't want to be bothered by nobody because we got to remember what mask to put on at home. We don't want to wear the mask at home because we just want to rest because we're tired. We don't work 13 hours. We took two hours at the church, and now we're trying to rest. But I, I want to pull back just a little bit and just talk about, have you ever been in a job that you hated? Have you ever been around people that just got on, you know what, they, they had an expression say you're on my last nerve, but I mean you didn't even have a nerve for them to get on, they just bothered you so much. They just bothered you, they, they talked too much, they didn't do their job, and they was always starting stuff, and they were just bothering you. You always wanted to do something to them that would cause you to have to go see a judge for sentencing. But then you got Jesus in your life. And although you were in Christ and Christ is doing something in you, them folks didn't change. They stayed the same. In fact, it appeared that they got worse. Now, it seemed like now the person that never wanted to talk to you talked to you all the time about nothing, and then when you don't get your uh, meet your quota or something, they come over there and say, you know, if you would work a little bit harder, but no, you kept talking to me, and it causes a bunch of rifts and confusion. But Paul, as he's bringing this out, he's saying that, we are these new creations. This, and, and, and this creative process, I want us to understand, is not a process of uh, instantaneous physical change. This is a process that we're going through in our spirit. And in our 
spirit, the things that happen in our spirit are more real than the things that happen in our physicality. That's why God says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the earth because the truer change is in our spirit. But the problem, this is the problem. Your physical body don't want to change. Your physical body wants to be what it is. So when you want to cuss out that person at work, you may say it under your breath. You may do some things that cause some situations so that they know that you see them and they can see you. <laughs> they, they, they know. I got Jesus. What's, I, can't, I can't think of the name, the, the song right now, the song that came out popular. Try Jesus. Don't try me because I fight. See, at first I was with that song and the Lord said, you need to get your mind back right, boy. Because I was like, yeah, Lord, I, you know what? <laughs> That's a couple of jokers that that song just brought to mind right now. And I was just like, oh, oh. God was like, you better correct yourself. Okay, I know I was the only one. I know I was the only one. I put that song in my playlist for a couple of weeks because I was just like, yes, sir. <laughs> Come on. I want somebody to say something right now because I fight, boy. Oh, yes. But we get that we 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 are wrestling with this this internal change that God is doing in us. And it's a process that we're going through and it begins to start manifesting in our physical conduct. That is why Paul started bringing out that you are a new creation. You are a new creation. You are a new creature. You you're, there's some changes going on. But you still got this outer shell that needs some work. And that's why the Bible tells us that we got to renew our mind. The mind is that gateway between our spirit and our physical uh, conduct so that we can begin to cause a, con uh, a reconciliation, a transformation to what God desires for us to do and how he wants us to act. So we got to understand that it's not about no one else but us. God has called us to a new way of living. God has called us to a new way of conduct. God has called us. And you know, one of the things that, that people like to do, when they get called, they like to bring everybody with them. They don't like to get called by themselves. When I was growing up, and my little brother would get in trouble, he'd say, Timmy, you coming with me? No, I ain't going with you. Because you know what? You walk in the house, and she say, well, what you coming here for? Did you do something? And then you end up getting a whooping too. But folks always want somebody to come along with them. Somebody always, come on. No, man. You all right. I'm all right. We all right. But we have to realize that God is calling us to be that beacon in the midst of darkness. God is calling us. And you're looking around, you're looking for all the other beacons. God's saying, don't worry about nobody else. Y'all know how I like that little girl sitting in the back seat, right? That little girl in the back seat said, what? Worry about yourself. And that's what we want to do. We want to worry about how my relationship with God is going. How I am living my life. Because, guess what? Everybody that you work with may not even go to church. 
Everybody that you work with may not have a good understanding of the word like you do. But God is calling you to resolve some of the issues at work by the lifestyle that you are living. We have folks that will do things, like I said before, they will sit there and they will slow down their work process just because they got an attitude. But the Bible tells us that whenever we say whatever we do, we do it as unto the Lord. So when we are actually slowing down how we're working, we're telling the Lord that we don't trust your word to be true. Because if I'm doing this unto you, then I should be doing it with my whole heart, my mind, and my spirit. Somebody help me on that part. Come on now. Because we should realize that the thing that we're doing does not only affect that moment, but it affects the future. It sets an example for what is going forward. So as we have talked before, we talked about how we want to have peace in the home. We want to have that shalom type of peace where it's not only a, 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 a cessation from conflict, but it's just wholeness. We're complete. We want to have peace at home. We want to have unity at church. And we want to have an environment at work where conflicts get resolved. You know what happens when you don't resolve a conflict? It grows. And then we start choosing sides. And then you say, oh, I agree with Johnny. And then I agree with Mary. And then the next thing you know, you have this big division in the workplace. Then the next thing you know, folks are sabotaging each other. And I don't mean they, they, they are, are going and, and, you know, doing things, but they'll start saying little things, little snide remarks. Like the boss is walking by and saying, oh, y'all look like y'all working hard. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, sir, that's, that's so true. But, you know, James, you know, he, he's having a little issue, sir, um, you know. And he's like, James having an issue? And then he comes see what you're doing, and you're like, what are you over here for? Because little things are happening. But see, what we want to do is we want to be the example of Christ to the people. We have gotten ourselves wrapped into this. I heard this the other day no, at the barbershop. I'm, I'm, I'm loving the barbershop right now because uh, when I go on Friday afternoons, there's always some good things going on. So. We all enjoy this scripture when, or I should say, we all enjoy this piece of scripture when we're talking to folks. The Bible says, judge not, and that's where they stop. Don't judge. Don't judge. We were talking about, God was uh, talking about church and said that, you know, uh, who, 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 why? Because he was talking to a Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness and he was saying, y'all got to turn in this report and then they evaluate you based upon this report. And he said, and the guy was like, yeah. He said, well, who does that? And he says, the elders. He said, well, if you don't do it, then what they say, they, they say, then they make you inactive. He said, well, how they, how they get to judge? Don't the Bible say that you don't judge? You're not supposed to judge? And I, everything, God was like, shut your, don't, don't you start no stuff up in here, because I was getting ready to leave. And I, was, and I was sitting there, and I said, see how we will take a, take a piece of scripture, and we'll take it and move it 
just so it feel comfortable for us so that we can win the argument. Now, y'all been around me for a few minutes, so y'all know that I'm getting ready to mess with it a little bit because I got to go down this alley because it's in my mind. So the Bible does not say that you don't judge. It says that you might want to be careful how you judge because you're going to get judged by the same intensity or the same conviction that you judged. That's what the Bible says. All right. And if you want to show compassion, I mean, you should show compassion in the same way that you would like to receive compassion. Then it goes on to say, give, and it will be given. What? So if I am being judgmental, I want to judge in the same way that if I'm on the, in the um, uh, uh, convict stand, that I get the same type of judgment. That's what the Bible says. It don't say don't judge. It says be careful how you judge because... What the old saying say? What come around? Goes around. Come on, somebody. Because that's what happens. You sitting up there talking about, oh, we should just burn them at the stake and doing all this other stuff. And then you get up there and you're like, oh, have mercy. Oh, have pity. Oh, oh, you know what I'm saying? So we got to get our minds right. Don't help me too much. We'll be here for an hour. All right. So as we think about that, even in our workplace, we have to have that same type. I'm not trying to beat you. I'm not trying to defeat you. I'm trying to make sure that we operate in the ability that we got an issue, we resolve it. Now, I, I, I say this, and, and, and don't misunderstand what I'm getting ready to say. In every conversation, somebody got to be an adult. Somebody got to be an adult. Somebody got to be grown. If a two-year-old kid walks up on you and says, you ugly, then somebody just, see, see, there go another two-year-old. See, that's two two-year-olds. If a two-year-old walk up on you and say, you ugly, you're going to look at them and be like, you know, carry yourself on. But if you get up there and you get down and look at them in the face and say, I'll smack every tooth out your mouth, you say, and you get ready to fight a two-year-old. Now you 60-something years old, been to fight a two-year-old off of nothing that don't even mean nothing. That's how we do sometimes. Somebody needs to be the adult. You having a conflict at work? Don't let that thing fester. Go deal with the conflict. Why? Because you are an ambassador of Christ. Yes. Your ability is to go forth and represent the kingdom of heaven. Yes. You sitting over there, yeah, we should just go over there. <laughs> Ooh, try Jesus, don't try me. You know what I'm saying? That's not how we're supposed to do business. Yes. We're supposed to be carrying the gospel of peace, right? Y'all yes. want me going to that? Ephesians 6 said, our feet should be going forth. When we go forth, we should be having peace about us. We should not be going over there turning things upside down and making it topsy-turvy. There should become some type of peace, some type of stillness that occurs in that situation. I would love to be in a place where I had to be for 13 hours and everything be good. Where on Sunday night that I, can't, that I can get some sleep knowing I'm getting ready to go in there and hang out with some people and I'm going to be with these Oh, see, I almost said some things. Be with these people for uh, 13 hours, and I'm, I'm going to come home feeling refreshed. I'm going to be tired from physical labor, but emotionally and, and mentally, I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. 
Look at y'all, y'all, y'all just like, yes, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be so nice. Because you should be the initiator of that type of situation. You should be causing that situation. Why? Because greater is he that is within you than he that is in the earth, in the world. Be Why? Because we are the ambassadors of the kingdom of God. We are the representatives. We should cause everything to be resolved. If you want to have an attitude at work, they will seem like, don't go talk to him because he's going to help you fix it. That's how, that's, that's how your name should be. Yes. Don't go tell him, because you tell him, he's going to be like, come on, come on. Johnny, Fred got an issue with you. Let's talk about it. Right. 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 No, y'all don't want to do that. You'd be like, well, Fred, I heard your point. Maybe, yeah, yeah, Fred. I think Fred might be right, Johnny. That, that's not how we're supposed to do. We should be bringing peace into our workplace. You spent the majority of your day, your week is at that place. Can't we have peace there? Guess what happens? If you start having peace at work and you already got peace at home and you operate in unity in the church, guess what kind of life you have? You having a good look at y'all, y'all. Somebody just had. <laughs> but this is the problem. If I may hit you with this final problem, I, I think I'm going to go ahead and call it quits, babe, because I'm, I'm feeling it coming on for real. Uh, this is the issue. If we do not start off establishing having a peaceful home, we won't have unity at the church. We won't be able to resolve conflict. And what we will start doing is we'll start going into an avoidance mentality where we will just be there, but we won't be there. I'm present, but I'm not present. I have seen couples, I have seen families that they all under the same roof, but they are not a family. Everybody got a room, everybody got a door, everybody, Everybody knows where the kitchen is. There's no type of unity in that family. And then they wonder when something goes wrong or something happens, why did it happen? Because I said this in the first message, or the first part of this series. I said that the basic foundation for civilization is the family. You have to establish how you want your civilization to be. Do you want your civilization to be in conflict? Do you want your civilization to be disorganized, disgenuous, uh, 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 unfeeling? Do you want them to be battling one another? Is that what you want? Or do you want everyone to look at the family and see unity and power and authority? But guess what? You got to put some work in. So that's why we have to confront conflict. Because if we let conflict go too long, generations of families will then be families of conflict. Y'all know that family. Y'all know, don't, don't even, you know what? If it's you, look straight ahead. Nobody know I'm talking about you. But you know that family, every time you say something, they're ready to fight you, ready to do something, going to burn down your house, going to do something to you. Y'all know that family. 
Why? Because they would never establish a place of peace. When you go home and you should be able to walk into your home and say, whew, I finally made it home. Now, I'm not saying every, you know, that the, the, uh, the, the flowers bloom when you walk up and all that. I'm not saying that, but that you, you know there's a place where you can be really who you are. And if we get our home established as that place, when we, have, when we go to church and we get all these families coming together, it's very easy for us if there starts becoming some schisms or stuff that we can resolve them because we all have operated at home. So we operate on this smaller scale and we got it down. We get to this other scale and we can make it work. And then when we get to this big scale. Guess what? It's not, it's not an issue. But it has to start in the home. If you want your church to be right, if you want your work to be right, make your home right. Now, the key to making your home right is to look in that mirror and you get right. Oh, Lord, I like all them rights right there. You get you right and everything else seems to get right when you get right. Now, look, look. okay, see, I'm going to tell on us. We got married when we was very young. And Yolanda ain't had no sense. And uh, I had to pray for her. And, um, and I kept saying, Lord, I said, I'm finna tell her. I said, Lord, you need to fix her. And guess what she was on the other side of bread doing? Lord, you need to fix that man. And so we sitting on opposite sides of the bed telling God to fix the other person. Well, one day God said, if you fix yourself, she'll fix herself. And I said, no, God, she need to fix herself so I, so I can be all right. I'm just being honest. And God, God was talking to me. He said, no, son, if you, you want to be the head, you the boss, right? Well, the boss needs to set the standard for how, the, for how everything going to function. And so then I said, well, God, uh, I got to fix myself. Yeah. So guess what? I started fixing myself. And guess what? Yeah. Yolanda seemed to be all right. And then Yolanda didn't, didn't just seem to be all right. She was all right. And then as time went on, Yolanda really is all right, y'all. And, and this is how the process works. If we start working on ourselves, I want to be the best ambassador for Christ that I can be. I want to live this life. I want to reflect Christ in everything. And so when I'm at home, the home environment changes. When I'm at the church, the church environment changes. When I'm at work, the working. Why? Because he is in me. And as I walk in, I just start blowing. Jesus juice just shoots all over everybody because I just I'm just walking in there and they're just like, well, I feel different when I'm around you. I, you know, I have peace when I'm around you. It's not me. It's Jesus in me. And this is the whole thing. We just can't let conflict think that it's ruling us. We can't let conflict think that it's dominating us. We cannot let conflict think it's got victory over us. We got to confront it because if we confront it, we can have victory over it. You know what? Let me tell you. If you take a piece of chicken and just lay it in the corner, I mean, just get a go to the store. No, you know what? Don't take a piece. Just buy a, buy a chicken. All right? And just set it in the corner. Take it out the wrapper and everything. Just set it in the corner. And wait a couple of days. All right? Don't wait a couple of days. Wait a couple of weeks. 
All right? No, no, you know what? Wait a couple years. Wait a couple decades. Guess what happens? You're going to be stinking. The chick, the house going to be stinking. Folks ain't going to want to be around you. Why? Because as that chicken is, is, is deteriorating and it is putting this, uh, uh, these molecules in the air, that mole those molecules are resting on you. Thank you, Lord. Those molecules are resting on you and you're taking that odor with you everywhere you go. And so you're wondering why folks don't want to be around you because you stink like chicken. Thou stinking. Surely, Lord, they stinking, right? You stinking. But when somebody drops the chicken in the corner, you go over there and you confront the chicken. You ain't finna stay in here. You finna go get in the trash. You finna get out of here. You start confronting what is causing the contamination. And next thing you know, everything is well. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Because we have allowed, you know, I'd say a chicken because I want y'all to get that good visual, but we've allowed little things in our family to get put in the corner. And we've allowed it to grow. Back in the day when I was growing up, and uh, uh, they used to say, you know, it just stays in the family. No, we can't let it stay. We got to deal with it. We got to talk about it. Why? Because if we don't deal with it, it continues down generations. You know what I tell folks? I say, you know, I, I really have, a, I have, I have a, a problem with us saying generational court curses. I say some of this is just generational ignorance. Yes. Because you don't know, this happens in your life. But if you know, you know how to avoid it. And so we're saying, oh, it's a curse from the devil. No, you just didn't, you just ignorant. And I don't mean ignorant negative. I'm just saying you don't know, so then you don't know what to deal with. All right? Okay. All right. Okay, I think I'm good now. All right, I got it all out. Let me I'm checking to make sure I got it all out. Because as we're finishing up this series, I want us to understand. You have the power of God in you. You can confront anything if you walk in accordance to the word of God. You look in that mirror and you can tell yourself, I'm tired of you acting like this. I know y'all don't do that. I, I got to do that to myself because me and myself talk more than any of us, anybody else. So I got to talk to myself a little bit more. And I had to tell my dude, we can't keep doing this. Now, we need to make a decision to change. And I know you like to be how you are, so I'm going to make this decision. And this is what we're going to do. And we got to begin to make change. And you, look, listen, you ain't got to jump up and down and tell everybody I'm making changes. You make the changes and let the results speak for themselves. Uh, I'm going to tell it because it's funny to me. And then I'm going to be done. I promise. So, we in our family have been talking about how God has called a certain person in our family to really minister to folks. And um, so this person, really, it, she, she will tell you now, and I told on her, she will tell you that she's not a people person, but folks always running up on her in order for her to, to speak into their lives. For instance... They got in an argument with a lady at the Walmart, and she, they're walking through the aisle, and the lady comes up to her and says, can you pray for me, after they didn't argue. And see, that's how this thing functions, because 
when you are operating in who you are meant to be and you got that sweet fragrance of the spirit of God on you, even if folks hate you, they'd be like, can you still pray for me? Can you, can you? So she's been walking in this and just the other day, they messed up something very precious to her. They messed up her puppy. And I walked into the house the other day. I didn't even ask her, so I'm, I'm just taking a liberty, y'all. I walk in the house. I say, why y'all do this to my baby? Because it's a nice, nice dog. Got nice curls and just a beautiful dog. Took, a, took the dog to the groomer. And the person took all the dog hair off, y'all. I mean, skin. Y'all know what them whippet dogs look like? The little whippets? That's what the dog look like now. <laughs> I walked in, I said, what you do to my dog? She said, Dad, I have to tell you later. I said, okay. But the one thing that I was so proud of that she said, she said, I passed the test. That, you know what, that makes a man, see, I'm ready to cry right now, because that makes, they realize that it was nothing that they did. It was something that God is doing in them and preparing them for something that's coming down the road. And she said, I had some things going through my mind, which we all do, but I didn't say them, and I believe I passed the test. So as God is helping us to, over, to confront these conflicts, there's going to be some old you try Jesus, don't try me things coming. But no, we don't operate in those. We operate in the power of God, and when we operate in the power of God, we get victory yes. over that stinking chicken in the corner. Okay. All right? Because I want y'all to be victorious. Because y'all thought this was funny. Next month going to be hilarious. When we start talking about family life. It's going to be fun. All right? So I want y'all to make sure that y'all tell folks. If, if they can't come to the church service. To go to the YouTube page and look at the messages. Because it is going to be a time. With that being said. Listen. I kind of made a, a little joke toward the end, but the bottom line is this, though. You need Christ in your life. Without Jesus, that conflict, that pain, or whatever you're going through is going to override you and cause you complications. You need something that's greater than any conflict that you are going through to come into your life. And if you have not accepted Christ as your Savior, that is to me the most poignant thing to do today. You have to accept Jesus. You need Jesus in your life. And it's not a complicated thing. The Bible says it like this, that if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. And the word saved in that situation means rescued, delivered. And what is rescuing and delivering you from is the penalty of sin. The Bible says that the penalty of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So I would rather you have life and have an abundant life in Christ Jesus than to know that you're on the way to death. So I can't not tell you today that you need Jesus. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved rescued you shall be delivered all those things that are you are going through all those problems will not disappear but you will have victory 
over them. They will not pull you down. They will not contaminate you, but God will give you the way to have victory over them. Yes. I've, listen, I, I came through the church where they said, call, you know, get Jesus in your life and everything. Of, no, that, that, that was deception. I just got to be honest. That was deception. Because that's why folks fall away. Because when the trials come, they like, well, they lied to me and they fall. But I want to tell you, it's not that the, the, the situation is going to change necessarily, but that you now have the victory over it because God's going to lead you and guide you through the situation. If today is that day that you say, yes, I do need Jesus in my life, and you make that decision, you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, that is the process of salvation. And what we want you to do is, if you've made that decision, let us know. Contact us at info at godshousecc.com. That's info at godshousecc.com. We will, we promise, we will get in contact with you. We will help you along this journey. We will help you to get an understanding so that you can become all that God has called for you to be. Because, I say it every Sunday, this is not an individual sport. This is a team event. And we're going to come alongside you and assist you. I don't care where in the world you are. We are going to come alongside you and assist you because we want you to be successful in Jesus. Let us know. We will be there for you. All right? Well, friends and family, that was episode number three, work resolution. Let's get that place fixed. But first of all, we got to start with us. And be those good ambassadors. Well, until next time, well, we're going to be starting a new series. Well, next week, actually, we're going to have a guest speaker coming in. And then after that, we're going to be starting our new series. And we just want to let you know that we declare God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.